Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last talk. On the left. <laughs> Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Man, the dent on my couch is just getting so distinct. Really? It's something about how, and it's not like I have a memory foam couch. No, thank God like, for the couch. It does not want to remember anything that's going on no, with you on top like of a, it. Fucking Vietnam vet, if it had to remember every <laughs> single time I farted. But I... It's weird. It's a normal material couch, but the longer I am parked on it, right, the more it grows to my lower half. Well, perhaps you're becoming part of the couch, very similar to Stephen King, how he became part of the fern. I think there was Creep Show. Algae. Yes. Algae, I believe. Let's not get this incorrect because we're going to be fucking rung over the goddamn poles. <laughs> this is from the. It is Stephen King. I want to say Tales from the Crypt. I it's think Creep it's t- Show. No, it is not. T- it is Creep Show. All right, I is got it, it right the first it's time. One, no, but I think it's the first Creep Show. We got to get this fucking correct. Because I am not, yes, of course it is. Because this was also the <laughs> first time that friggin', um, I believe this is a Tom Savini film. I love That was also, Savini. this was a big deal. Let me also make sure of that. Be sure of that, buddy. I ran into Tom Savini at a Mexican restaurant in Los Angeles. He was entering the bathroom. I was exiting the bathroom. He looked up at me as if I was Jason Voorhees, and he had to make a prosthetic mask for my face in order to really um, just feel comfortable even to be around me. And I looked down at him just before he went to take a piss or a dump, whatever he was doing, and Mm -hmm. I just said, big fan of your work, Mr. Savini. And then I went over to his table, and I showed him the Fangoria cover that we were both on the cover of because last podcast on the left was right by his name and then it was you like, see? and then he was like what do you want and then his friend was like he wants to take a picture with you and then tom was like oh okay and then okay. i took a picture with him and i was just like he doesn't want he did this is not the person he wants to be taking pictures with but that's okay you don't have the right breasts no i don't i have them but not the right ones not the right ones nah. and not the right height he, uh, but yes, I remember this because I've been watching, I watched uh, The Last Drive-In this weekend. What a fun thing to have. Love it. During this time period. Oh, we haven't introduced the show. We haven't begun not, the show. Not yet, but we can get to it. We can get to it. We, we, I've been watching The Last Drive-In last, like, last two weekends. It's so much damn fun. Welcome to Side uh, Stories, everyone. I God, God damn it. <laughs> I am Ben with Henry. Um, yes, The Last Drive-In, 
My God. You know, but the nice thing is with what we are dealing with in today's pandemic era, we got to go back in time to the drive-in, pandemic-free. You sit in your own car. You get to make out with whoever, I don't know, whatever is happening, or you just eat a bunch of food by yourself and you fart up your own car, eat Taco Bell, whatever you want to do, and they won't yell at you like in, like if uh, you're in a movie theater eating Taco Bell like they did with me. You can oh, eat yeah. whatever you want in your own car. Well, it's because... <laughs> I I am one. I am I'm with you. I do believe you could bring anything you want to a movie theater yes. in the end. I know I think if you if you successfully sneak it in, you win. Mm-hmm. They, I can't let one of these usher nerds come and take it from me. I've already won. Yep. But when I've seen you do this before, we used to see movies together a lot quite a bit. Sure. And I remember you bringing full meals into the movie theater, but the one that still I'm still so, I, I don't know if it's impressed, but hmm. the one that still shocked me the most was the time that Ed Larson brought an entire Spanish-American, I want to say Colombian meal of pernil roast pork <laughs> with Spanish rice in a big container. And he brought it into the theater and was like, oh yeah, look, I got that good pork to put it And I was like, Eddie, your whispering is loud. You're just, right. just your whispering is, think- is projecting throughout this whole theater. And you are eating an entire Abuelita Ooh. style made feast. I have no problem. You bring any food you want to into the movie theater. Yes, it's going to stink it up. And I might even get annoyed with you. But I do draw the line at silverware. If you have to bring silverware, if you in, have to bring no, no, in this is tablecloth and napkins and no. a wine glass into the theater. This is that food is off the table. That is for that's me. It. But what's that's what's nice about quarantine is now I can do it all with my fucking dick out. But you know what I. Yeah. I miss the movie theater so much, but the last drive-in, I'm with you entirely. I think drive-in should come back. Joe Bob Briggs is killing it on the show. Uh, I'm again it's so cool to go back and see a bunch of classics through the lens of Joe Bob Briggs. Yep. His rants are so fucking funny. Tom Savini was on the last episodes. Okay. I want to say yeah, because he because they did Maniac and he talked about blowing up his own head, Love but how it. they did they put the Disco Boy character into Maniac so they could do the very famous head explosion shot which i agree is the number two best head explosion in film history what's the number one then the number one is scanners Ah, um, of course. for certain for certain because of michael ironside he's got such a good explodable head but i always like to make sure we go over all these with a fine tooth comb because tom tom zavini is an interesting character and he used to talk about what a ladies man he was back in the day and you could tell by the leather jacket he's got on now when he's i think he's in his 70s he's doing good though Absolutely. Maniac, the OG Maniac, not the one from 1963. It's the one from the 70s. I don't know the name of that actor. I don't think he ever acted in any other movie. Yes, Quite oh, honestly, Kissel. I don't know if he was an actor. I am just about to blow your whole fucking world op- okay. open. Joe Spinell played Maniac. Joe Spinell wrote and conceived the Maniac on his own. It was his Baby, he was a character actor from New York, and I, what's funny is that I just forced Natalie to watch The Godfather, Godfather One and mm. Godfather Two, and okay. she she was fine with it. It's okay, you know. I'm not a huge mobster movie guy, but they're, this they're is, definitely they good are not mobster films. movies. I'm going to say they are not mobster movies. They're they are fucking. It is man law. 
There's law of man deep inside <laughs> oh, of Godfather too. This okay. is the business we've chosen. I it's a big it's a big deal. I re got I re got inspired from it. I just love it, and it's sad to watch Michael change in those films. But Joe yeah. Spinell is in both of those movies. No kidding. And I want to say Joe Spinell's also in Dog Day Afternoon. He was in a bunch of classics, and he is a, he was like a funny guy. He loved dressing in wild clothes. He his favorite thing he used to do when he used to travel for work when he used to go travel for shoots is that when he'd first come down to the hotel bar to like party for the first night in town yeah. as we do you know how you, you got to get used to a city sure of course you have to get drunk in a city that's the only way you know what the city's all about what the vibes of the city are that's the only way you know. Joe Spinell used to bring a dress of his mother's with him at all times. <laughs> and he was a big fucking, because you remember him from Maniac. Yo, big he's horrifying, eyes, bro. And fucking, he's such a great, what a great I'm face. going to say this. It's a good thing that he wrote and sort of created the movie Maniac because I think he would have had a hard time being cast. Was that his first movie? No, absolutely not. Godfather, he had been a bunch of movies. He's a cheese one of those guys because those guys are all really close, especially like Francis Ford Coppola. They were friends. Like they oh. all kind of grew up in New York at the same time and they were coming up at the same time. And he just has such an incredible face. So what like, would he do with his mother's dress when he went down he, to the hotel bar? Would he wear it or just He would wear it just to freak everybody out. But he was like a ladies' man, like because it was kind of peacocking, where he'd show up in a fucking crazy old lady. He's dressed, but buy everybody drinks, and um, he died alcoholism. Well, you know what? He's a nice guy. He should have bought uh, more people drinks, less drinks for him. That's what I always say. Ten for them, one for me, not the other way around. But that's how you got to do it. Slowly but surely, it does begin to even. It does begin to even out. Absolutely. Well, if you have not seen the OG Maniac, check it out. It's very uncomfortable. A lot of mannequins are used, stapling. Um, there's some scalping going on, and it's it is an unnerving scalping. film. But you know what I think, what I find fun about those older, like, classics of quote-unquote sadistic horror media, like that type of thing, is that nowadays, it's fairly tame. Henry, other than the fact he is so ugly, you don't see ugly people on camera. I love Elijah Wood. Love Elijah Wood. We had a chance to interview him. Um, Loved his maniac. I love that movie, too. maniac, though, but what's the difference between Elijah Wood and that fella? He doesn't have the fucking sweaty face and the big bulging eyeballs and he's just fucking great looking he's just fucking great looking i love joe spinell but yes i i i'm not talking about just old movies too other good movies to check out during this time period there was a movie that i watched called one br okay um one bedroom that's very good very serious very intense and then we watched a really good kind of vaguely teen horror movie last night called i believe it's called the wretched that was also very good very well lit Oh, all right. You don't often hear compliments on the lighting, but I guess that is, uh, that's the case with this film. And so was I. I mean, it does sound like the one thing where you're trying to get approval from your parents and they went and they saw your senior film and then they have to come up with like one oh, positive thing and they're like, These the lighting costumes. was nice. The costumes were fabulous. It was like in a time machine. Oh, uh, the accents, well... Oh, but I love the boots that the main oh, woman was wearing. I do too. Thanks, mom. Uh, but, oh, a little bit of an update. I want to say yes. we got one of the most wonderful things that happens when we do 
just in this the nature of podcasts and the nature of our show is that when a story that we talk about on the on the show like and the people that are centers of those story listen to the show and can respond and this was a we got a response from the episode we did I think it was two times ago the Pish Shrine episode yes when. Ezekiel Myas broke into the home of a young couple in Hawaii. We had the Reddit user Honeybee Royale, who originally posted this story to our true crime on Reddit. Okay. She posted a, a response video to our episode to clear up some things that were not in the original news article and some things that we weren't quite, we, we just didn't know. So she so, wanted to fill us in. And it's not a lot, but I think it's important. So let's just do a small recap. So the piss shrine that we're talking about, there was a home invasion. A person stayed in these folks' homes for, what was it, five days, something like that? Like a week, yeah. And And, uh, let's just say made himself very comfortable. I'm going to go out and say a little too comfortable. A little too comfortable. I think that's safe to say. They came in the house. This guy was there living in there. They chased him out. He ended up. Turns out he had been living inside their home, and he had left a series of very detailed documents on their computer. This is the main thing that came out. Basically right. saying he had been observing this this couple for a long time, and he wanted to surgically alter them to become some form of superior being that he was, <laughs> right? And, oh, really? I mean, it's a lot. And he had, well, so one thing that she reveals, number one, he had done a lot of research into the surgical part of it. They found a lot of him watching, which I didn't know, that there are straight up YouTube videos showing uh-huh. you how to do anal reconstructive surgery, which I'm going to use now for my Will You Shut Off the Stream segments. Are they are they hosted by Dr. Dieter Laser from Human Centipede? Why also, does anyone- R.I.P. R.I.P. Dieter Laser, he's dead. When did he die? He died. He the, and like, during Don this Shula? Time yeah, no, yeah, and Don Shula. What in the hell? It's a bad day for pigskins everywhere. This is horrible. Just can't stay young forever. No, you can't. Anshula was 90, and I believe Dieter Laser was hovering around that number as well. Uh, RIP, good doctor. Yes, your your methods were inappropriate, but what if it did? What if he did find the cure for cancer? What if it was just ass to mouth, ass to mouth, and that's how you cure leukemia? Then who's laughing? Then who's the asshole? Then who's the maniac? It's us. This- it's society. This is where your German means to an end philosophy <laughs> starts coming to the surface. But so he, so she said, number one, he had done a lot of research into this, right? He okay. had done a lot of research while she was there, while he was there. Um, he definitely wasn't there alone. Good. She talked about how uh, she talked about the domestic disturbance thing that was called on the house while they were out of the house, while the couple that lived there was out of the house. Their neighbors, who I guess didn't recognize that it wasn't them, heard right. that people screaming inside the apartment and called police who showed up and they just went away because they just were told that we'll be quiet. Um, the man what were was... The, who were the people screaming in there? If It was, it was just Ezekiel Myas and whoever the person he was with, no one knows. So he did have a little... He had a little buddy in there with him doing... We talked about this. There, We think that this might be some form of group. We have no... We don't really know. We a piss been, group. Now, it's some kind of... We'll get to the piss. Okay. So, number... Then, he was spotted around the neighborhood with no shirt, no shoes... No service. Um, uh, during elementary school hours, run around being like, he was doing a funny little joke, being like, that's my kid. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, no shirt, no shoes. And it, I guess the police were like, hey, you're gonna, you're getting a little Hawaiian here. We're going to need you to move along. <laughs> he was looking in people's homes and shit. 
Um, but the big thing, like the big change, the big correction they wanted to set, it's like, again, about the piss shrine. Okay. Now, originally, when they spoke with reporters, they said that they found several things um, with urine that, coating it. And yes. maybe urine on it. Maybe some puddles of urine. A, right? a bad is, day at the daycare. They ran out of diapers. Pisses everywhere. Yeah, puddles of urine. The new yes. elderly care Christian rock group. Okay. Um, <laughs> they went. They, uh, but they they said these things because they said they felt that it was inappropriate to, to truly go into actual detail what happened in their home. They said that they did find a little shrine. Okay. That was a necklace that she had purchased honeybee royale had purchased i believe at a buddhist temple okay a she, buddhist they, they, temple they, the guy went and built a little shrine basing of this thing that they found in their house right also turned out that it wasn't her her husband is not a famous musician okay he's not a famous musician like we thought the last time we thought that he might have been well known but that's how he kind of singled them out and she said no he's a touring musician he is a professional musician but he's not like famous for it but for some reason ezekiel while inside the home threw out all his memorabilia of his years of being in a band well and i would like to out. say this if you are making money through the arts you're a professional artist and that is all we can ask for that is and an amazing also, thing but i get when you want to be one and then you get triggered by breaking into the home of a professional musician sure. and seeing all their flyers. And I can see how that would trigger you Absolutely. as a crazy person. Um, but again, there was that one area of pee-pee. And right. she said, unfortunately, that's not really what was happening inside the home. Unfortunately, hmm. it seemed like many of their items, to the point where they had to get rid of most of their wardrobe and furniture inside of the home, okay. was coated in several... I'm going to use the word dollops of semen. <laughs> and that this man, Ezekiel Myers, came over many services, items okay. in their home, things that they wore. She, he obviously was wearing her, her husband's clothes while he was All there, right. And coming inside them while he was wearing them, I gather. Well, you know it's never good when the story that makes it seem better is piss-related. When they're like, well, we really can't tell the truth. We'll have to say everything is covered in piss. It's never good when that's like the, let's smooth it over. We don't really want to tell the truth and how disgusting everything is. So this man jerked off probably, what do you think, 30 times? If, and if you have an amount of semen that is actually, that you can see, we're not talking MTV Room Raiders. I don't think they had black lights going in no, there with no, television no, no, cameras. No, 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 Streaks of cum on everything, yes. like Spider-Man had a panic attack. <laughs> so that would require ounces upon ounces, which would require multiple sessions seven of days, masturbation. Seven days a week. I don't know whether or not, huh, does mental illness drive up your ability to be horny? See, if you're on medication, I know it drives it down most of the time. Ezekiel was decidedly not medicated. not on medication. So maybe he did just channel his inner monkey at the zoo and just yeah, just just pull it. Coming, 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 coming. And he went out there and yes. he really let it fly to the point where they had to get rid of most of their home. And but indeed. she said that what she thought was interesting is that when he, she found the videos that he was taking himself, because we just we sort of described them as a kin. To the would-be assassin of Bjork. Oh, he made a ser horrifying series of videos. But she said that his videos actually were super calm. Like, it was like him going like, what's up, y'all? Ezekiel here. Now here's me telling me how we could... Now, hey, what's up, y'all? Ezekiel here. Like and subscribe. But just huh. so y'all know, 
Today we're going to be going through how to surgically make you not down syndrome anymore. So he was like super chill about it. But he was still he was still chasing the likes, huh? You got to. I guess. Got to, man. I mean, honestly, our our manager and our agent would be very happy with him. They would be like, wow, he's really, he's going out there. He's branding himself. He understands what it takes to be successful in this Kardashian era. But I will say, Honeybee Royale, you said that you have extended videos. You have all the videos that he put up. He was super comfortable in there, but I would love to look at them myself. Yes. If you don't feel like putting them up for public consumption, please send them to me at sidestorieslpotl at gmail.com. Also, I have a feeling a house might be going on the market for a great deal because I don't know if they can live there anymore. I feel like I would have to leave, not because... Of fear that it's going to happen again. I think this is a one-timer. No, they got calls. They were already receiving calls from an unknown woman saying really? basically want to see the kids. All this kind of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I think that they have moved already. I believe oh that they have already God. left their home, and so, they probably should. So is this, so this is a gang stalking situation. Is that what they're speculating? It's. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's. If it seems to be some kind of art project. Yeah, something's gone horribly, horribly awry. This is why I will tell you what, the though. kid sucks at art, just tell them it's good. Otherwise, they become Hitler or become someone who breaks and enters and comes all over someone else's clothes. They, it's the only two options. That's it. And uh, what I will say, though, is that he does leave behind some incredible cuts of meat. Like and some bacon and some chicken and a good mix of it. This this new invasive like butcher box like we yeah. come to see what you like <laughs> like technique. I honestly think it's really forward looking for a company. And yeah, I mean break into my home. Tell sure. me what meat I need, but please just come outside because come the outside. plants could use it. You know, I don't know what it does to a plant. I would assume it doesn't hurt it, though. I don't know. Just imagine the mass shooter that Yoko Ono would have been if we turned down. Her version of art. So be nice to these people who are struggling artists because they are one, one bad review away from being a home invader that ejaculates on everything that you own. And then you have to throw away your entire wardrobe, which sounds fun if you have enough money to buy a whole new one. But you know what? A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. And I will say that it's not just struggling artists. It's just artists in general. We're all just on the verge. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothed 
what we also are going to offer you. And I mean this. We're trying to get into draft rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities. But stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because I just moved here to Los Angeles. I got a yard now and I'm doing all the landscaping myself. I love working in my garden. I love planting stuff. I love growing stuff. And the cool thing about fast growing trees that I really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in. I'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants, or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Dun, 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 dun. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, what's eating up? Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah. Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. PricePicks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine if Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog! Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. 
and use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Speaking of artists, and I think that I think it's safe to say that Carol Baskins is an artist, don't you think? I mean, I think that she is definitely a artist of words. She in is. terms of she is a storyteller about what happened to her first husband. Don Lewis is her first husband, and an attorney for Don Lewis is now coming out and speculating on what the hell happened twenty years ago. Uh, the dude's name is Joseph Fritz. Uh, which is a uh, it's a, it's a mm. harsh name. He yes. says he says quote I do have reason to believe he is dead. Which yes, I, yes. we all do. <laughs> We so all not, do. not you don't need a law degree to have uh, the reason to believe that he is dead. But this is what he goes on to say again regarding uh, this is Don Lewis, who is the former husband of Carol Baskins, made famous, of course, from uh, from the Joe Exotic Tiger King docuseries. He says too many indications of foul play, too many motives, too many opportunities. He wouldn't leave his family, his fortune and his kids behind. There was enough motive and enough opportunity for something bad to have happened. And it probably did. So what the hell happened to Don Lewis? Well, according to his lawyer, Don Lewis, he was strangled with an electrical cord and thrown out of a plane over the Atlantic Ocean. He was thrown out of a plane. Oh, yeah, because he was a pilot. No, I'm sorry, over over the Gulf, not the Atlantic Ocean. Sure. This is what Fritz alleges. He says, we heard he got strangled strangled with an electric cord uh, in the back seat and was thrown out over the Gulf. In my working theory, one person was flying the plane and one person was strangling. So this guy does make a few assumptions that are about as obvious as you could ever imagine because i would yes. assume the person flying the plane also didn't strangle him because he's not a villain from a from a, a james bond film yes but nonetheless uh this is sort of a new development or new speculation according to the lawyer of don lewis he says he was I a mean, like likable guy and he didn't want to hurt anyone but evidently someone wanted to hurt him it's definitely a a, a thing he just made up <laughs> It's definitely just an idea he had of what, what happened mean? to him. He's a, Henry, did you not lawyer? Don't you, are you not trusting the unbelievable yeah. prestige of someone who worked their way through the United States judicial educational process to tell us the truth and nothing but the truth? I know a lot of lawyers, and I also know a lot of them that love cocaine. <laughs> That's you. I mean, you got to. You got to pass the bar. It's very, very difficult. Well, I, I don't. True. But honestly, if you're out there passing the bar right now, God bless. God Good luck, bless. you fucking. Ooh, and please defend me. Please Good. defend me for free when I need it. Oh, and just lastly, with with uh, with this case with Fritz, he says he doesn't know who the murderer is. So he's not saying that Carol did it, but he is saying that some qui bono. Look who benefits, um, but he does not know. But he does believe the killer will be caught one day. And he says, watch over your shoulder all the time. Revenge is best served cold. Somebody is coming for them. Well, I just don't. I don't understand it. I don't really understand it. It's not. It's technically. There's no evidence. But I still. You know what? I believe it. I do just love. I do love the revenge is best served cold line because it reminds me when when I gave the Fleshbot Award to China, WWE superstar. It's a yes. large silver dildo. She mm-hmm. got this award. WWE was the mainstream that she did. And then the porn was backdoor to China, too, um, because I guess somebody went back. 
And she made a video for Vince McMahon that she posted on her YouTube page holding the silver dildo that I gave her. And I love China. But then she said, Vince, they say revenge is a dish best served cold. And then she held up the silver dildo. Um, but I don't know if Vince really cared. But anyway, that was just kind of – that was her saying that and then this is him saying that. So revenge, I don't even know why it's gazpacho. I don't know why it's served cold, but evidently that's the temperature of revenge. Is it just because the dildo was cold? I have no idea why revenge is served cold. It could also be served super hot. I don't I know. I also don't think you should put a cold-ass, unwarmed-up dildo up inside yourself. Isn't that uncomfortable? Unless you have, like, a snowman fetish? I <laughs> there. I don't know. There's all stripes. My There's palms all kinds. Are, my palms are facing the sky, buddy, because I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. All right, so here's another update from Lori Vallow. This story just keeps... Fucking going. What is Number going one, on with this damn thing, man? I don't know. Lori Vallow has just been possibly named as a suspect in the uh, the suspicious death of her sister, who also what? suspiciously died. This is another person. So I don't, I'm not even going to try to catch you up on the Lori Vallow story. Look up Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell, and just uh, follow along after. Just pause and it's then insane. come back. If you don't know what we're talking about. Yes. But I want to tell you this little story. This came, This comes from People.Camp by oh. Jeff Truzell. About a year before her two still missing children disappeared, Idaho mom Lori Vallow apparently asked her future husband to gauge the children's purported dark and light spirits. Okay. Now we know, the last time we talked about this, she believed that they had become some form of soulless zombies and that eventually these these according to their own highly specific religious beliefs, Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow believe that people are overcome with some form of deadness, some form of zombie-like activity that makes you no, no longer a human being. You right. become one of the other side, either the devil's property, something like that, where okay. you are now bad. And, and you so can tell then, that you're bad is if you gave them one star on their podcast or at one point <laughs> said that their podcast was a waste of time because there's over 500,000 podcasts still in the market. It is. So because they think that human beings can become evil zombies, I guess they have no hesitation when it comes to murdering these folks because they're not people at all anymore. If they're if, uh, honestly though, if they were correct, they would be correct. You know what I mean? If they, but yes, if at they the were very Ash, beginning, they're not if, correct. If yeah. they were Ash from Evil Dead, then yes, they would be heroes. They but would I be don't. Correct. I just. I mean, the jury's still out. I'm. Yes, we'll find out, won't we? In the end, won't we all find out what the big book don't say? I think so. So he, Chad Daybell. It's the author who captivated Laurie with his writing on religious do- doomsday scenarios. Responded with an October thirtieth, two thousand eighteen email. Writing to her, here are the family history documents you requested. Now, this is before they were together. This is when they were still courting each other. She said, can you tell me if my children are light or dark? Right. Uh, okay. The email was reportedly obtained by Fox 10 Phoenix, which first revealed its contents. Daughter Tylee Ryan was listed on a chart as 4.1D. Tylee's father, Joseph, who previously had died, was listed as 4.3D and is quote-unquote now sealed away, according to the chart. What, the, Son what Joshua, does any of that mean? I don't, it means nothing. Son Joshua, J.J. Vallow, was listed as 4.2L. Ah. Now, according to this, is farther down. Twos and threes are fluid and can change sides during Earth life, Chad wrote in the document. 4.1 and above have made covenants to their side. They rarely switch sides. Seven months later, oh. Lori's then estranged husband, Charles Vallow, scored as 
3L, would be dead, shot in an alleged confrontation by Lori's brother, who was a 2L, who claimed self-defense. Okay. So they they didn't make the cut. The so kids. they're gone, even though the, we got the 2L and the 3L. So theoretically, they could stick with the Valo side. They could go with the Chad Daybell side. No, you didn't hear. Not fully you didn't crossed hear. over yet. No, you didn't hear. No, they are four. They are over four. They are well long past any sort of help, Kissel, and they must be quote unquote sealed away. Uh, I'm getting confused by this Dewey Decimal version of cult killing. I love how specific it is because you know I love when cults get specific, right? But it's a it's so specific that it led to them killing these children. I'm certain okay. that these kids at this point, if they were already labeled as, I'm going to go ahead and call them SPs. Because I might I as well. Think, no, the kids are not SPs. The, the, the it's guy, Lori from, and If you Dave are Bill. thinking about no, I'm talking about from the interior logic, the interior logic of the cult. They are SPs, so they gotta go, Kissel. They have to go. I feel like the. You know what? I'm just gonna say they're wrong. I'm gonna say they're wrong. But it's not Thank just you. the children and the ex-husband uh, that the Valo that Lori Valo has now been um, accused of killing or suspected of killing. Evidently, the worst curse on the face of the planet could have been is being born within her family, because apparently. She may have also now killed her sister, Stacy Lynn Cox. She was 31 years old. In 1998, she died of undetermined causes, and no one knows what the hell happened. Ashley- this, is, this is going to be the best movie of I all don't, time. What director could even done. put all this together? I'm I am so confused by this freaking story. If a director can pack this into an hour and a half, I will be very impressed. This is going to be a movie. I'm going to put out there. I'm going to put this out to David Fincher. Okay. I'm going to put this out there to David Fincher. I'm going to, this is just, this story is just keeps going. And they are still, they are being held on our, for a million dollars bail. Yes. They're still being there. held. Uh, Chad Daybill is not though. Chad Daybill is free to go. So we have no fucking clue what the hell is going to happen to these people. And okay. it seems to be, it's just not enough to put them quite fully to jail because you don't have bodies when we see that's if you can get rid of the actual victim, then you're not actually there's no murder because well, there's no body. I would assume they have the sister's body here, so maybe they're going to uh, exhume well, the body exhume and uh, <laughs> you know go through that whole process. This is according to journalist. I use that term loosely, but Ashley Banfield, she's a TV reporter for Court TV. Um, this is what she had to say. She says. You can look at one death as a coincidence, but these people have had a trail of deaths that seemed natural and are now under investigation. This may be yet another one. And that is the case. It's like, okay, I feel like you get one. If you're going to get away with a murder and you can make it look natural, you get one. But once there starts to be a trail of corpses as if you're Little Red Riding Hood on your way to grandmother's house, oh, better leave some corpses so I know how to find my way back, it becomes a little bit more suspicious. If you call dead children breadcrumbs, I don't want to be your friend. (laughs) But I also, my whole, you know, I believe it depends on who you kill, Kissel. If it's your kids, we can't do, is it an annoying neighbor? You get one. This is going to be tricky to kill the annoying neighbor because I would assume everyone man knows he's the, the annoying street. neighbor. There's a man across the street from my apartment building that plays the drums from 2 to 6 p.m. every day. I don't know what this person does. Unless they're fucking Neil Pert's son or daughter, I don't want to hear drums all the time. So I feel like that should be my freebie. 
I don't know, but aside from just her sister's death, apparently Lori's sister, which was in 1998, her brother Alex Cox, this is her sister's brother, Alex Cox, uh, Cox died in late 2019. His cause of death is still pending. But yes. before he died, he said uh, he was responsible but not charged for killing Lori's fourth husband, Charles Vallow, in 2019. Cox said he shot him in self-defense. All I know is, I don't know what's going on with this family, but maybe they shouldn't breed anymore. I think it's they're the done. Tr- it's the true crime family that keeps on giving, and I can't wait to see where it ends up. I just, I just hope that it gets to the White House. You know, I what? feel like it if might. we could get them into the White House and cause some real mayhem, that would be interesting. Good Lord. It was two months after Cox shot Charlie, which was the ex-husband. That's when the 17-year-old daughter, Tylee, and the 7-year-old son, Joshua, went missing. It's just a lot. There's just no, so this, much. There's just so much murder. Fucking, this show's fucking wild. This, this, I call it a show. This story is wild. Yes. If, uh, if all the world is a stage, but unfortunately, unlike a real staged play, these people will not be coming back for a second act. I and, mean, uh, you don't know. We, if they could we fucking, do we've know. Seen what do you think? Casey the- Anthony. Casey Anthony was acquitted. OJ Simpson was I'm acquitted. These people get the acquitted. Corpses, Henry, not the people. I don't care what happened. I hope that they rot in prison. It seems like they may have killed up to six people. I, I, oh, transition them. Seal them to the next life. Where then they can be helped. That's the only way you can help them, Kissel. Yes, indeed. And you're right. They did have a podcast, so go support and uh, subscribe <laughs> to that. If it's still up. No, I don't even know if it's unlo- still up. Only if it's on Spotify. Only on Spotify. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's this right here. What would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously, I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you could do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. Do you want to set your child up for success? Yeah. So they can do some work finally for once, right? You're sitting around. They're just playing with their blocks, with their iPads, not bringing any money into the house. What a sham. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework and you find yourself too dumb to help yourself? It's easy with IXL Learning. It's an online learning program. It's for kids. You'll end up learning stuff yourself because adults don't know anything anymore. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. 
Honestly, I feel like a lot of children could benefit from IXL learning. I think a lot of adults could benefit from IXL learning because learning gets pumped right in your home. They don't have to go to an elementary school like Adam Sandler did and Billy Madison because that is not yet accepted by society. All right. So you make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast on the left, listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash L-E-F-T to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. This next, this next article, we'll cut through, let's, let's just run through a couple of these. Okay. Again, coronavirus is going wild. People yes, getting fucking is. wiggity, wiggity. We're not seeing the slowdown of, of weird-ass stories coming from people's haunted brains inside of the quarantine. No. This comes from the independent UK. Coronavirus. Please hunt for person taking daily walk dressed as terrifying plague doctor. I love this shit. I want more. I miss more of this. I miss this shit. Because remember in 2016 with all the, the, the wandering clowns? clowns yes, I always forget. Course. I always loved it. Suburban resident says she saw strolling around in a full black suit despite warm, sunny weather. This comes from Zoe Didman. Police are trying to find a person who dresses as a 17th century plague doctor on their walks during a coronavirus outbreak. Residents in Norwich suburb have suburb have spotted someone strolling around in a long black coat, hat, and pointed beak-like mask over the past few weeks. Creepy. They posted on a community Facebook page claiming the outfit could scare children. Yeah, yeah, Okay, but hold on a second, Henry. What, are you going to arrest him for fashion? Like, is this literally the fashion police? Because he can dress however he wants. I think it's good for kids to get scared a little bit if it's not by their, like, 
like father from just being their father. Absolutely. I think that if you could dress up as a plague doctor and scare a kid, it actually would probably lead that kid to being like an author or a cartoonist or very, some other shattered person. Absolutely. You do have to sort of break open the egg a little bit to make the omelet. And in this case, the omelet could be a career in the arts. I don't understand the controversy. I really actually don't. The guy is just, and we have a similar case here in Florida as well, a dude dressed as the Grim Reaper. Yeah, it's fucking dope. That people are coming out, dressing up. Comic-Con is canceled, so you got to do it somewhere. And so just have a little fun with life. But yeah, what are they going to do? They're going to call the police on this guy? What are they going to do? The, the, the police are now, their comment is, officers have been made aware of an individual who's been seen walking around the Hells and area wearing a plague outfit. Although no offenses have been committed at this time, officers are keen to trace the individual in order to provide words of advice about the implications of his actions on the local community. You mean inspiring them? Isn't he I doing like- exactly what they were asking all of us to do? I think that people should leave their houses in more wonderful, crazy, insane, perhaps frightening costumes, as long as you got a mask. You know what? I Because, you know, I just, it's very uncomfortable. I understand we do these things, whatever. I want, if I could get a really cool, if I could get a Tom Savini-style mask, something I could wear full face, I mean, you know, that would be the best uh, of both worlds. Silver Scream Studios, the production company that does all of the uh, art design for your pretty faces going to hell, is selling these sort of like outer novelty use mask things that you can put on top of your cloth masks that are very interesting. They're, they're fun looking and they're good and creepy. Yeah, absolutely. Just go su- support Silver Scream Studios. Uh, and as I said, uh, Daniel Hoofielder, he's a Florida lawyer. Uh, he is the one haunting the beaches uh, in Florida. He's wearing a uh, black robe. He's got the whole Grim Reaper outfit on. And to be fair, in the sun, this actually keeps you cool. Isn't that interesting? That's what we learn from desert peoples. That's what we That's right. That's Uh, what we learn. But I'll stick to my short shorts and my no shirt. So people, you know, uh, he's out there. He's having fun. And he's scaring some folks at the beach. And I think, whatever. It makes for some cool pictures. And, Make uh, it more aggressive. Get a bunch of your buddies to do the same thing, and let them let them see if they can arrest you. If you guys all run in different directions, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Here's a, this is a less fun story. This comes from the New York Times. Dozens of decomposing bodies found in trucks at Brooklyn Funeral Home. The funeral home director said that he used the trucks for storage after he ran out of space in his chapel. Quote, unquote, bodies are coming out of our ears, he said, which they shouldn't be. This was written no. by Dr. By, this is by, written by Alan Fuhrer, Ashley Southall, and Michael Gold. They, I guess they were all contributing. And to me, this is really about him improperly storing goods, right? Well, it's human bodies, but yes, I, I suppose so. The call came in shortly after 11 a.m. on Wednesday. A terrible stench was coming from a pair of trucks parked outside a funeral home on Utica Avenue in Brooklyn. It's a rougher part of Brooklyn. When the police arrived, they made a gruesome discovery. Inside the trucks, a U-Haul rental, which seemed to be tra- a tractor trailer, there were right. several dozen decomposing bodies. The New York State <sighs> Department of Health, which regulates funeral homes, was also called to the scene. Huh. In the Bureau's flatland section, to determine whether the funeral home was handling the remains appropriately. And it issued two summons. So they got, don't worry, they got a ticket. Yes, they did. But of course, the funeral home was also, they were shut down. Obviously, the bodies 
it had a bit of a stench. It's getting a bit warmer now in New York. And if you've ever been in New York in the summer, we've got two seasons. One's called trash and the other one's called too cold to smell it. Um, It must have been. So pungent, so so strong, so bad. It is just and a never mind, truck. You got your fucking Nanu in there, right? Ugh. She's turning into sludge. You got your Pop Pop. He's in there turning into a sack of putrid bones. And they're just because what it came down to is funeral homes. They don't. They, they don't do this shit for free. No, right? of course. I not. don't know exactly how it works. I'd love some information on that, but I believe funeral homes are either paid by the city in order to take things from the morgue. And these guys were like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 keep bringing them. Yeah, 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 we got plenty of room. Yeah, 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 yeah." Meanwhile, they just figured, "A like my mom does. Like my mom has three freezers, right? Right, sure. We got the standard. That's called being fucking queens rich." Which yes. is you got a fucking meat freezer and then you got a refrigerator just for soda. Right? You, well, you need deal. one because of the, all the soda that you're buying. You got all that soda in there and then you got <laughs> yeah. all the fucking cakes that my mom has frozen from every single holiday from the time I was fucking 25 years old. Maybe They're a few, all just frozen in there. A few cartons of cigarettes because, of course, you keep them cold, keeps them fresh longer. Sure. My father was getting them illegally from Romania for a period of time. <laughs> yes, they were stored in there and they were just filled with fiberglass. And I remember smoking them and I was like, this tastes like I'm smoking like it's like. In a bad way, I'm smoking dollar bills. You know right, what I mean? Where it's like yeah. tech paper that I'm smoking. <laughs> um, but they, So they thought that they could maximize their storage space by just renting uh, a U-Haul truck and yes. then throwing all of these corpses in there, which used to be people that humans loved. Yes. And now they're sitting in a rented truck. That is, that, it's 30, it was a total of 36 bodies. And just to ooh. give some... I don't know. Let's just give a little scenery here. It was right next to a check cashing place. So you imagine <laughs> you got your stimulus check. You're going, you're, you're, you're tip tapping your toes down. You're going to get a sixer from the store. Things are turning up in your life. What the, what, what the hell? That? What is that? Is that my that? grandma? Is that my grandma decomposing in Wait a, a second? In a I know that truck? smell. This is, I know co- that smell. Is that my grandma's? Is that her eau de chocolat? <laughs> I, I know that perfume. Mixed with rotting flesh. Oh, that's delicious. This is according to funeral director Patrick Kearns, who says he has barely slept since the day he took charge of them. So he's like literally like the movie maniac. He is being haunted by the corpses in his he should be. truck. He should be. He should feel the pressure of he the says, 36 corpses waiting to be processed. This is what he said. He says, as he lies awake in the, this is, uh, so as he lies awake in the middle of the night, he knows there will be more. This is what he says. He says, it weighs on you having so many cases in your care. The death rate is just so high. There's no way we can bury or cremate them fast enough. So he's just lying in bed. Wide awake, staring at the ceiling, just thinking of all the rotting corpses in the U-Haul truck and more rotting corpses to come the next day. I He just got in way over his head. He overexpanded too fast, as they might talk about on Shark Tank. I'm I'm with you. I feel like he thought that they could. I'm going to use the term corpse bandwidth. He thought that he had enough corpse bandwidth to get all of these things processed them oh, through the pipeline, man. and it just didn't work out. No. What at what point do you just say, "Hey, we have enough bodies. 
we're out. Like, we're out of room. Why Why are you I doing this? I, I don't know whether or not it's out of necessity or if it's about trying to get more money. Well, I mean, he was trying to get more money. This is according to the New York Times article. I just find this to be a funny sentence. Funeral, funeral directors like Mr. Carnes have found themselves in the middle of, quote, a log jam. Which is one way to put it. It's Do you a know bit who of called a log fucking jam. corpses logs. The Japanese are <laughs> in World War II. If you remember that Unit Seven Thirty One or shit. Oh my god! Shit. Yeah. Um, now, Mr. Kearns is a fourth generation funeral director. Uh, he thought of himself as quote a first responder to the neighborhood's families. Uh, the the family has served him since the 1900s. And unfortunately, I do not believe that this will go on any longer. So um, Mr. Kearns performed some of 30 to 40 funerals, but in April alone, he expected that number to be about 200. And that, he said, was on top of the 150 more he was asked to do but couldn't because he lacked the energy and the equipment. His supply of caskets uh, at times has run short. So this so you guy... You need to tell me the only thing between him and 36 rotting corpses in a U-Haul truck was like a Red Bull or a monster? Like he, he literally need, he needed... He just didn't have the backup energy to get to these corpses? It's a hell of, a, it's a hell of an ad for a five-hour energy drink. Uh, energy drink. Apparently, yeah, he was just feeling a little bit tired. And he says, quote, my stress levels just keep on going up. It's just, if you are in the funeral business, technically... And I don't want to be too crass here, but this is actually a boom. Oh, you're saying that this is the gold rush. This is, this oh, welcome is. to the yeah, yeah. This is the non-new rush. You got how be, many have? <laughs> you got to be ready. You got to get the inventory. You got to get the warehouse space. They should have known something was coming. Uh, but uh, I don't again. know. But all I know is I feel the pressure. I understand the pressure. It feels like there's a low level buzz of anxiety during this time period. So I understand feeling like oh. Uh, Oh, I just can't even with all of these corpses. I understand that feeling. But the difference between me is that when I need to like sit and like uh, my anxieties, oh my it's doing stuff like it's keeping me from writing the screenplay I'd like yes, to like, I write. Know. It's keeping me from read the books I'd like to read. It's not keeping me from processing the pyramid of corpses. <laughs> I have in my rented U-Haul because also in my mind, it's rented. <laughs> I'm thinking about the U-Haul in yes. a way, like in a way, yeah, 36 corpus are all in there, but what's U-Haul? I guess they're going to charge me, but then again, I'm going to be moving. Kissel's looking to move. I'm looking to Can you to imagine? Move. You're looking to move. Why you, is this, why is this U-Haul what is the oversight so U-Hauls? Because yeah. think about U-Hauls. I'm going to get even deeper into this. U-Hauls in Long Island City. Have you ever gotten a U-Haul? Oh. In, in down by Utica. It have you ain't ever nice. gone down there to get one? I have. have you ever, they are run by a guy named like Tarzan, who's got <laughs> half a face, who's just like, he's smoking out of the other half of like an old school pipe, just being like, there's not a lot of people rent for me. I got low stars. I got real low stars on purpose. I hate oh. seeing people. And then you go down there and it's just like one U-Haul truck next to like a fucking gas pump that doesn't work anymore. And you're looking around being like, I guess this is my U-Haul. Am I stealing this fucking U-Haul right now? Yeah. It's that U-Haul. You're going down to get that one. Because there's probably only even one Maybe. down there. Yeah, probably. So and you're going to get this corpse juice filled oh, U-Haul truck. God. To fill all of... Because you know how precious your two lazy boys are, Kissel? <laughs> 
You don't want them to be all filled oh, with corpse God. juice. They already basically are filled with corpse sweat at this point because I've been inside for so freaking long. Yeah, um, it's like but, the it's like your sweat dies. But Henry, so just going back to Mr. Kearns for a second because this story just gets crazier. So he says he's lost 20 pounds. It's a hell of a way to lose some weight, hey, I guess. Hey, man, it's stress. And he said, quote, on a recent evening working in his trailer, he tripped and smashed his head against a shelf. <laughs> After blacking out, he woke on the floor among the corpses. His wife and business partner forced him to go home. Oh, my God. What is this? The fucking... Is this a Chris Farley movie called The Fat Mortician? I don't know. And then he said, I'm looking forward to the end. That's all I can say. This man is suicide. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. So, anyway... um, Oh, anyway. All right. Oh, wow. Just if you, I don't, this is, that's a, it's a tough, it's a tough subject because, you know, we don't expect to have an abundance of corpses in this way, but I feel like you got, this is your job. You know, you gotta, you gotta, would you call it a happy accident? I don't think he has. I'm pretty sure that this is, uh, I'm pretty sure that this is going to end the, uh, the career for him. But what comes down to it is, yeah, the previous mortician, he wanted extra freezers. And they all called him a serial killer. Right, But right. now you see that he was prescient and he was excited and prepared because that's what success really comes down to. It's luck, opportunity mm-hmm. meets preparedness. Absolutely. Because you could have flipped this into making this a mortician chain. If he had enough fucking freezer space, because you know what you do. My whole thing, you could do. Yeah, I do a lot. I'm in the corpse business, yeah. Right. But other times, I'm in the pork business. And I'll hold oh. pork on those freezers when there's still corpses in there. I don't know if that's prob- that's probably got something to do. The <laughs> health department. Yeah, you want to wash something. that out pretty. You want to you do a little bleach run on there. Yeah, yeah you're going to want to give it a Swiffer. All right. Well, I think, you know, just, just, just real quick here, just a cute little headline. Louisiana cops search for aggressive chicken, breaking social distancing, terrorizing bake patrons at an ATM. So there's a chicken on the loose in Louisiana. Kind of a fun little story. That's about it. That, uh, honestly, and that's all we need. It's, it gives me the hope to move on. You know what also gives me the hope to move on? The story from the New York Post about a woman from Kazakhstan um, who was trying to take a cute selfie for Facebook celebrating the opening of, and releasing of the quarantine lockdown uh-huh. in Turkey. Um, she just plummeted off a fucking cliff trying to take a cute picture, and I just, it's oh, just funny. My. Well, that's, Instagram deaths are really funny to me. That is too much freedom there. You want to stay on the cliff. You don't want to go flying off of it. That's uh, You're going to want to grip onto that cliff. Um, no. And next week, we're running out of time here. We should go into the Hero of the Week. Yeah, next sure. week, I'm going to cover Nick Redfern. It's got a lot of hot takes on the Rendlesham Forest UFO incident. And I want to get into that with a little in a little bit more detail before I start speaking upon it. Because, who am I triggered? <laughs> You don't want to get any details wrong on that. My God, it yeah. will end our entire career. All right, let's do Hero of the Week. This Hero of the Week, out of the mouths of babes. This kid is five years old, right? This guy is my Hero of the Week. He's a five-year-old boy. Uh, he had three bucks in his pocket. And this five-year-old boy had a dream. And that is really the overarching theme of this week's Hero of the Week. Dreams. Dream big. Dreams. Know what you want and go try to achieve it. And you're not too young 
to dream. No, you're not too young to dream, but you might be too young to drive. So this boy said, Mommy, Mommy, I want a Lamborghini. Now his mother being, yes, a good mother, but also... A buzz kill. A buzz fucking kill. Fucking just give him a Lamborghini. Holy shit. Was like, no, we can't afford a Lamborghini. Also, we you're are, five. You don't need a five. Lamborghini. You can't drive. Two, Lamborghini's 250 grand. Three, well, um, no. Four, stop just kid. leave me alone. Yeah, like, please just let me be a mom. I gotta do, I gotta live my life. That didn't stop the kid from stealing the family SUV. Uh, he went on the highway, and he was going anywhere from 15 to 30 miles an hour. So good Woo. conservative driving, although dangerous, because you actually want to go a bit faster than that. He was pulled over by a state trooper. His name was Rick Morgan. Uh, the state trooper said, how old are you? You're five years old? Wow. There. Uh, where did you learn how to drive a car? He just said that he learned how to do it. He said he was sitting on the front edge of the seat so that he could reach the brake pedal to keep the car stopped while standing there. He must be a long-ass five-year-old. He must be a long five-year-old. Um, the child told the trooper he intended to drive to California to purchase a Lamborghini himself, which is where you get a Lamborghini. You go to the land of Los Angeles I'll and tell you, you find what, a Lamborghini. A, there is a fuck ton of them out here. So, if, yes. yeah, if you don't want to come, I am going to say you're not going to get a deal on them. No, and you're certainly not going to get one for three bucks, which is all the kid had, which is quite sad. Um, Morgan said no one was hurt and will be up to the local prosecutor to decide whether to file charges against the parents who had left the boy in the siblings' care while they were away from home. Now, I don't know if anyone needs to be charged. I think that five-year-olds do crazy five-year-old stuff here. It doesn't seem like malicious parents. Well, it's also Um, one of those sad things, right, where like any other day, this was a normal day. Where the kid was just being watched by a by a by her brother by his yeah, brother course, or like by his five sibling sure. like like you do and then now the kid just went off went ham took the car but you know and now they might be in trouble for it again not fully a hero but what what I do like about the hero status of this little boy is that it's just about like I think he's gonna be a race car driver he could or be he's gonna be an inventor because he, he went be. out there and he saw. The solution to his problem, right? And he just went and got it. He get went in and the did car, it. drive to California, get the Lamborghini. I don't even know what Fast and the Furious films this kid was watching to want a Lamborghini at five years old. And I you, wanted you the not, Batman playset, but you don't need to be a member of the family to want a Lamborghini. Lambos are hot, yeah, right? They're fun. So, hero of the week, the five-year-old boy didn't hurt anybody, and hopefully, his siblings are not grounded for the rest of their lives because those are really the kids who are uh those are the kids who are really sweating it because once you realize you lost your five-year-old brother and he the suv is gone and then you're just looking at your siblings be like shit uh we well have been i guess that. i fucked up yeah i guess we're all going to foster home you know what i mean like you have that feeling like i didn't want to but i guess i did this by my actions all right so let me do a couple of quick little stories here i'm just gonna do these two little stories okay Hey, I used to work for the biggest state prison unit here in Texas. We had hmm. three wings. General Damn. population, high security, and the Paymeo unit, which was the criminally insane unit. Oh. I worked in the Paymeo unit for about six months upon first hearing my job, upon first starting my job as a rookie. I saw some shit that will stay with me forever. Men who made sculptures out of their own shit. Men yeah. who stuck pencils in their urethras and broke them off, and oh. men who would cut themselves almost to the point of death just to get out of their cell for a bit to go to medical. Get it? Yeah. The story I wanted to tell is about a man who was in his mid-50s and diagnosed with almost every mental illness in the book. I don't know why he was incarcerated, because we didn't get access to that info as officers. 
This man was absolutely sure that he was just waiting to be rescued by George W. Bush, who would burst into the prison in a spaceship and take him off to the promised land. We all got hopes. Yeah, sure, sure. On and on. He would go go on about his plans once he left with Bush on a spaceship. I bet they would, oh, they would just paint and eat barbecue. Yeah. It would be great, right? Everyone would laugh and laugh at their funny laugh jokes and, and forget that he's a war criminal like they do and now. Laugh and laugh yeah. like they live. They would hang out with Ellen. Yep. Just the cuddliest ex-president in the world, that war That's criminal. That's right. Well, one day my fellow CO and I came upon him literally ramming into his cell wall headfirst like a ram. We stopped him, but it was too late. Oof. He had already busted his skull wide open and was bleeding profusely, but he was still coherent. The only thing he said was, Bush told me he needed help getting inside, so I had to break the wall down. (laughs) Needless to say, this gentleman died from his injuries. He's not Hammerhead from the He-Man series. What's he doing? It is bad. He he wasn't thinking clearly, Kessel. I guess not. This man stayed with me for the most of through the years. I quit at the prison about a year after the incident. Working in a prison will change people. Yeah. I know it did me too. Anyway, I just want to tell you all my little prison story to give you all insight as to what the kind of literal hell goes on, especially in the criminally insane prison units. Damn, Thank you. Damn, absolutely. Yeah, no fucking Friday. Well, it ain't no. right the way we treat people either. This story fucking sent a chill up my spine. Uh-oh. In 2003, we had just bought our house. Our apartment was only a few miles away, and our lease had a few more months on it, so we were just taking our time slowly painting and prepping the house for us to move in. One day, I was at the house cleaning. My wife was going to the apartment to haul over a load of items after work. The phone rang. It was my brother-in-law saying he was bringing by a housewarming gift, and at that time, my wife pops into the doorway and motions like, who's on the phone? I tell her it's my brother-in-law, and to my brother-in-law, I say, I actually have to go help Carolyn unload the car. I hang up and walk out outside. No Carolyn. Just as I was about to walk back inside, confused, she turns onto her street. Her car turns onto the street. A few months later, I am home alone cleaning out the last of the boxes from her move. Carolyn is at work. The door to the room I'm in is blocked by boxes when I hear the back door open and Carolyn's voice talking to our elderly cat, Tiger Man. He was a very vocal cat, and he would talk to us when we first came home. Hearing this, I clear out the boxes, open the door, and walk out saying, What are you doing home? No one is there except Tiger Man, who looks confused. The door is locked. I am home alone. I panic, thinking of stories about people dying and their spirits visiting their loved ones. I call her at work. She is fine, but really wanting to be home. This phenomenon is nothing new in her life. I later find out from her best friend that when they were living together, she would experience similar things and said that it was Carolyn's Vederger. My wife was adopted as an infant, so until we took DNA tests a few years ago, we knew nothing of her ancestry. She was mostly of Scandinavian and British descent. A Vederger is a creature from Scandinavian folklore similar to a doppelganger. A Vederger Mm. prepares the way for its subject. End of email. Oh. I, I did a little bit of research into Verdergers. There's a really interesting article written by L. David Lester called The Verderger, perhaps another indicator of the non-locality of consciousness, who talks about this concept of sort of like an, it's not deja vu. It's something else. It's somewhere, it's something cons- consistent with an out-of-body experience or what they call here 
an ADC, which is called an after-death communication, where oftentimes people see somebody show up after they've died recently. Mm-hmm. And it's a they are saying maybe it's got something to do with the way our consciousness works. This article's a really cool breakdown. He did a lot of research into this phenomenon because there's not a lot of research put into it, but it just kind of fucking creeped me out. Very cool. What's the title of the article so folks can find it? It's called The Verderger, which is pr- spelled V-A-R-D, I believe it's some kind of Scandinavian O with a line <laughs> through it, G-R. Cool. It's very interesting. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for those emails. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Keep them coming. We like them scary. And uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, Maybe the cat. I mean, I guess if you're the cat and you don't want to be left home alone, it's nice to have a doppelganger owner because then you can always have someone to hang out with and then you can always be around your cat. Unless they're trying to replace you. That could be the case as well. And destroy your family. One by one. By one, I think that's the movie Us. I think it that's is. the movie Us. It yes. is, but it could be. I could be real. Could be. Could be. You never I don't know. know. I don't know. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's side stories. Check out last podcast live by our live special because we can't come to you right now. So come and see what it's like. See what our our cavalcade of jokes. Yes, and see what that experience is like. Can you handle it? I think you can. <laughs> I think they will be I able to. I think it's very easily for you. I think it's very yes. easy for you to And thanks so much for the great response to the book. Again, you can go to IndieBound and get those books. Uh, thank you so much. Three weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Marcus's little bone fingers are tingling with every purchase of that book. So thank you and so, so much. And so is his bone penis. Absolutely. Now also check out lastpodcastmerch.com. Check out our merch yes. site. We got 6.66% going to fucking charity. We got all new stuff. We, we've been hearing your suggestions for more merch. We're starting to put them in action. Yep. Hearing about grinders. Hearing about, um, I mean, who knows? Might be doing some flash shirt sales. Not ones that we show you titties, but you could if you want. Hoagies and grinders, hoagies, hoagies and, grinders. and grinders, navy beans, navy, navy beans. beans. And so now, guys, you got to live. Live every yes, day in this fucking quarantine life. Live through your TV and imagine your, what you'd be like if you were Indiana Jones. You don't need to leave. Well, Use your imagination as a, as a vacation. Okay. That's, the, yeah. that's what people scare you in solitary confinement. Yeah. Yes. Great. Yeah, so it might not work. <laughs> then you want to love... Love whoever you can physically get close to because you got a bond. Some you people started to. dating right before this quarantine thing, and then you ended up moving in with that person like immediately. Ooh. And while that may seem hasty, and it might seem like a massive fucking mistake, and probably is right now until this this fucking gets through it, just pretend. Just pretend. This is your time, and you know you, you know how you pretend. You laugh. <laughs> and everything they say, just to kind of get through this, especially if you're not paying rent or utilities. Right. Because, again, just fucking scam life. Scam I hear about life. scam life all the time. <laughs> you got to do it. All right, everyone. Hope you're hanging in there. We can now wait to see you at some point. You know, in the grand scheme of time, in the not so distant future. So, like- Yeah, man. And you know what? When it comes down to it. All this is just going to roll over, and one day the the sun will expand and consume our entire solar system. Yeah. So by then, nothing will matter. No, absolutely not. That's kind of reassuring in a strange, strange way. I want to see it. Well, I don't think you're going to see it. It's not going to happen for quite... Maybe, maybe your great, 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 great... I can't even imagine what they're going to look like at that point. But that's... Um, Unless I become a a trans... I'm going to use the term, it's transhumanist, and I join with the robots. 
I know that's your number one goal. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to want you, but I I'll like it. it. I'll be so fun. I'll you, be such a fun little R2-D2 with a big hard cock on the front of it. Mm-hmm. r 2 Poo to. Okay. I'm done. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourself. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everyone. Hail me. All right. And don't uh, buy your kid the Lamborghini. That's buy the your lesson kid the Lamborghini. That's buy the, the real lesson. Buy the year old the Lamborghini. Lease it. Lease it. Why not? This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.